Patriots Beat is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, everybody, welcome into another live edition of the Patriots Beat podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. I am Mike Cadlick, and I am joined, as always, by 98.5 The Sports Hub's Alex Barth. We are here for Mock Draft 3.0. It's officially full Mock Draft season here on Patriots Beat. We're going to have one of these every Thursday up until the draft. So uh, make sure to tune in, subscribe, stick around, whatever you got to do to make sure that you're here for our Thursday mock draft moving forward. This is going to be the day for it. So uh, we're going to get right after it. But first, I want to talk about our new presenting sponsor at FanDuel. Uh, you can help us out. You can help yourself out by going to FanDuel.com Boston. You'll get $200 in bonus bets when you deposit $10 and then place your first $5 wager. So again, that's FanDuel.com Boston. You can see it right under us. Um, they are our new sponsor. and. Uh, it's legal in mass, so get after it and you know start betting, and you can do it at fanduel.com slash Boston to get in on the action with us. Uh, before we get into our mock draft, Alex, there was some Patriots news from today, a couple of stories yep. that we want to touch on uh, before we get into the mock draft, and the first one being uh, that Joe Judge. So uh, it's Joe Judge news, and it's from uh, MMQB Sports Illustrated's uh, Albert Breer. He said and reported today that jobs are starting to shake out on New England staff, and Judge will be an assistant head coach, be in an assistant head coach role with the Pats. Um, he'll have some personnel elements, something sort of like Patricia's old job here prior to last season, uh, and that he'll also work closely with special teams. This kind of blew up on Twitter. I didn't really think of it as a huge deal. I think that assistant head coach, assistant to the head coach, however you want to characterize it, um, I think it's ultimately a good thing, and it's a bit, it's a better move. Uh, than what they did with him last season because they get him involved in special teams again. And uh, that's kind of my take on it. I don't think there's too much to look into with assistant head coach and him versus Mayo and all that. I think those guys are in fine spots. Uh, but what's your take on Yeah, so first of all, I don't think he's getting the assistant head coach title. The, the report was worded kind of weird. Um, yeah. It's more like assistant to the head coach. Right? Yeah. To, to Shout out the, the office. office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I don't think this is him jumping Mayo or anything. The way I read right. this, and then the report followed up talking about special teams. Look, Cam Accord's still here. He's yeah. not going anywhere. But and I, I've said this before. I, I do think there are some things Cam Accord brings to the table. I think he's first of all very knowledgeable about special teams. I think he's a great teacher, which is important. He's very passionate. He has all the things you want in a coach. I think what the issue is uh, is that between coaching it and actually coordinating it, which are two different things coming up with the schemes, implementing them, there's a disconnect right now. I had kind of given this spiel as to why I said, you know, maybe that's why Cam Accord sticks around. And a lot of people said, well, then make him assistant special teams coordinator, make him a coach and bring somebody else in to coordinate to which I would reply. Well, you can't necessarily just demote somebody like that. It's not how it works as much sense as that would make. Right. Well, maybe this is how they're getting around it. They didn't demote Cam Accord. They are essentially putting their Joe judge ahead of them. If anybody got jumped here, it's Cam Accord where now Accord can just focus on the actual coaching elements of it. It judge is going to be able to oversee all the technical elements. That's how I read this. Maybe there's some special project stuff involved, which is kind of, you know, when, when they have players work out, right? Bill's not necessarily the one when, when we report on like a Tuesday, in November, oh, they had five players in a workout. Yeah. Bill's not necessarily there that he sends somebody right. to watch that, that, you know, that could be a special project kind of thing. Um, 
it, it could be so many different things. So I don't think this is a promotion for him necessarily. I certainly don't think he's jumping Mayo. Right. I think he just kind of got moved. And if he jumped anybody, it's Cam Accord. Yeah, I agree. And I think like you mentioned it, um, but there's value in having Cam Accord on your staff. He's a quality positional special teams coach. Yeah, this is what you all said. Everybody said just move him to special teams. Why aren't they doing that? I think that's (laughs) essentially what this is. Yeah. But they can't have two special teams coordinators. So they had to figure out a way to make it happen without – changing judge's title because i guess they didn't want to fire him and i'm okay with the the upstairs role as well like what patricia had i mean devin mccordy said it that when he retired that joe judge was in a meeting with belichick so he's kind of the de facto right hand man again and i mean that's okay as long as you're not bumping him down to offensive coordinator again like they did with patricia which i don't see that being the case um so that's the deal we have a uh uh, by the way i'll just pulse up yeah welcome to the show can we spend three minutes on special teams if yeah. you want? Welcome to the show. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing, basically. So yeah. we'll move on now, um, and we will talk about the next piece of news, and it is that the Patriots signed a punter today. Uh, Corliss Waitman, 27-year-old. He played at South Alabama. Uh, the one thing that I was able to dig up about him is that, A, he used to be on the Patriots. He was a practice squad guy here. Uh, and Or was it practice squad or was it preseason? Practice squad. Practice. Okay, um, so he was here, so a little bit of familiarity there. Uh, he was also the Week 3 Special Teams Player of the Week last season. Um, so Corliss Waitman comes in. Uh, I saw you tweet that you don't think that necessarily takes them out of the punter game either for the draft. Um, so maybe one's still available here as we get into it, but uh, what'd you make of this signing? I'll no, leave the Corliss special teams Waitman up to is, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he's not bad. So he led the league in punts last yeah. year. He had 96 punts with Denver. And really his first full season, he played two games with the Steelers in 2021. You know, I, I he's not bad. He was better than Bailey was last year. He was certainly better than Polardi was last year. His touch, his inside the 20 percentage is about on par with what Bailey's was last year. He, he was at 31%. Uh, his touchback percentage is better. He was at 6.3%, just six touchbacks on 96 punts. So I like that. Um but that's in a limited sample size. He hasn't kicked off at the NFL level. He did it in college, but he hasn't done it as a pro. So we'll find out. This to me is like, and, and we'll get into this in the mock draft a little bit. Yeah. Maybe they don't use that typical fifth round pick on a punter. Maybe it's a late round pick, right? And then, or, or UDFA, yeah. and that guy battles Waitman and Camp for the job. So we'll see there. But I don't like, we and we have to see what the guaranteed money is. I'm right. gonna guess it's minimal, yeah. and that to me says they're still gonna bring in somebody to compete with them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You might, like you said, you might look if if they thought he was the starting punter, they would they wouldn't have waited two weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a body. Um, at the end of the yeah. day, so uh, that's the news. Uh, and we're sticking to it. So uh, let's get into the mock draft, Alex. So, um, the Patriots, and you can follow along as well. We're gonna do this on here. Um, you can obviously watch wherever you're watching, but we also have a Google Doc set up again. So let me share that in the chat as well. Um, yeah. But this is 3.0, and so we are now really getting into the weeds here. The Patriots have filled out a little bit more of their roster, um, a little bit how they're you know set up as far as they they added. Obviously, they added Juju. They added uh, some lineman depth. So the I guess the order in which you may think that their positional needs are may have changed a little bit over the last over the last couple of weeks since we did our last one. So we'll kind of get into that as we go. But um, yeah. Do you want to uh, do you want to kick it off now that? Let's do it. Right, yep. So I 
we're just going to stay at 14, right? I don't think we're going to trade up yet. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's do so this. So my question is, yeah, there's a lot of receiver talk lately. And yeah. the last time we did a mock draft, we traded pick 46 for DeAndre Hopkins. It feels like um, the Hopkins news is dwindling a little bit, even though, you know, they're both him and Judy, their landing spots are kind of, you know, seem to be going away with the Cowboys trading for Cooks yeah. and the Browns uh, going with Eli Moore. Do we want to try and do this again and maybe make it Judy this time? Or do we want to stick with our guns and stick with what they have here and maybe go and draft a receiver instead? What do you, I think we stick that? with it because it sounds like okay. Hopkins is going to Buffalo. And okay. I think the Broncos aren't going to trade Judy unless they get it first. I hate to break it, everybody. I think that's just the reality. Okay. I, I, I feel like if they were going to trade him for one of these lesser, it's not – it's different because – Arizona has to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Like he doesn't want to be there. There's no purpose right. in him being there. Like he's gone. The thing with Judy is Denver wants a first. They see Jerry Judy as how they get a first. They may be totally content with just saying, you know what? We're just going to keep him. Right. So we'll see. That's fair. All right. We'll roll with it then. Yeah. Let's see who's here. Cause if we're trading for Judy, we basically have to trade the 14th pick. Right. Yeah. So let's see who's here. Um. All right. So. Here's who went. Uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Tyree Wilson, Will Levis, Peter Skaronsky is not going before Will Anderson, but okay. Will no. Anderson, Anthony Richardson. Also, Will Levis went before Anthony Richardson. Mistake. Uh, but it's the Colts. So it makes JSN crash. went early. JSN yes. went early. Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon, JSN, Paris Johnson, Christian Gonzalez, Miles Murphy. Okay, so this is interesting. Yep. So two tackles and two corners have gone. Okay. So. Let's pull up the biggest needs here. Wide receiver, Quentin Johnson still on the board. Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Yep. Uh, tackle, Broderick Jones, Anton Harrison, Dewan Jones. And the uh, other need, baby. At corner, Joey Porter, Deontay Banks. Yep. And I'll just throw it in as well because I, I think he is a player they'd consider at safety. I agree. Branch is still here as well. Yep. All right. What do we think? Uh, so, well, I mean, my, my mind for some reason now goes to Quentin Johnston and nobody's going to want to hear it because nobody – it's almost like everyone is labeling him as a bust already. And it's like he's he's ranked so high and he is the potentially de facto number one wide receiver on everybody's board. But he does fill that need as a boundary wide receiver that they – like, you know, we talk about overlap with slot and – Maybe you don't go Zay now because you have Juju. Maybe you don't go Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba because you have Juju. Quentin Johnson's your guy if that's your receiver. But I think they filled receiver out better than they did with corner. I immediately go to Joey Porter, but then I also go to tackle. Who who is available at tackle now? Broderick Jones, Dewan Jones, Anton Harrison. Okay. So I'm going to tell you why why I wouldn't go with Quentin Johnson. Yeah. He is a. Low floor, high ceiling, sure. upside, deep threat receiver. Yep. He's not really going to do much underneath. He's not going to line up in the slot. Like he is a high projection boundary receiver. You know who else is a high projection boundary receiver? Tyquan Thornton. Right. If you pick Quentin Johnson at this point, you're Get hitting reset on a top 50 pick a year later. Right. And for people to say, well, this is in the first round. In last year's class, 
Quentin Johnson does not go in the first round. He doesn't. Right. He just doesn't. So I'm going to pitch a couple things here. Okay. Like, can you tell me? I think Porter here makes sense. Yep. And I've given this talk already, and it's written on 98.5, and I had a big argument about it with Devin today on Catch-22. Patriots, last couple of years, they take the biggest need on the depth chart regardless of positional value in the first right. round. Yep. I think it's corner at this point. I thought it was tackle. Now I think it's corner. So Joey Porter. I think so too. I mean, we that's... could go with, so we, some people would think it's tackle. We could go with Broderick Jones. Mm-hmm. The other thing we could do is trade back. And we have the saints chiefs, bears and Brett. Well, we're not going to trade back to 53 or 74. Right. So we have the saints calling us at 29. And we have the Chiefs calling us at 31. That is far. That's far. I think you, I think we stick and I think we pick Joey Porter. I think that I agree with you. Like we talked about trends and I, I, I hat tipped you and I wrote about it in my last mock draft where they went with uh, Mac Jones, at quarterback in 2021 when that was the biggest hole. And then they did the the Cole Strange experiment at guard. It's the biggest hole corner, even with Jalen Mills returning, he's probably going to play safety. He's still not. He's six feet. He's not that long yep. boundary corner that you want. Joey Porter is. He's six four. He's a beast. He can cover. Six three, whatever he is. I, I'm I'm okay and I'm I'm good with Joey Porter if we want to do it. Okay. Um so there is one other thing we could trade. All right, let's do Joey Porter. Your call. Let's do Joey Porter. Okay. But I so I have an what idea. Were you gonna, here. What were you gonna pick? Hang on, I'll show you in a second. And I slowed the draft down as some people noticed here. So I'm sure some people noticed and I am going to stop it at pick 30 because Mike, the Eagles have already made a first round pick. They're a pretty good team. They don't have a ton of picks here. So I recall, I'm going to pull up two trades right now, two trades. The first is when the Patriots traded back in 2020 to draft Kyle Duggar. They traded a second. Uh, they traded a first for a second and a third. Yep. Right? The other trade is the, the Christian Barmore trade, which is a second and two fourths to move up in the second. What if we sort of combine those trades here? So this is a little something I've been tinkering with. This might be a little spoiler to my, uh, my Patriots mock draft dropping on Monday. All righty. What if we got this pick in 94, so 30 and 94. Okay. Or we're going to give them just like that, so... Just like the um, the Duggar trade. So we're trading back into the first for a second and a third. But we're also getting a third, so we're going to give them two fourths. Oh, boy. Okay. Does everybody understand? Yeah, I, I, I think we're, so. We're moving back. <laughs> yeah. So we're trading out of the second. We're moving back in the third. Okay. We're giving oh, up two okay. or three fourths. And we're gaining a first round pick. We're adding another first round pick. All righty. The trades like this, there's one trade like this Who's every available? year. So the way I look at it, Anton Harrison is gone. Broderick Jones is gone. But the thing is, Trent Brown's still here at left tackle. You probably feel better about him than what's going on at right tackle. Right. Who's still on the board there, Mike? Uh, it is our friend Dewan Jones. It is the monster that is Dewan Jones from Ohio State. You he like this? available. <sighs> Yeah, and I similarly did this. These were my first two picks in my uh, 
my CLNS mock draft on Monday too. It it makes too much sense, and it's something that I truly feel like they could do. Yeah, I'm their tip- two biggest holes. I'm tipping mine. I shouldn't be doing this, but that's oh well. all right. It makes sense. Dewan yeah. Jones. Uh, who else is available at receiver? Just Josh Downs. Is that the neck? Yeah, no. Yeah, Dewan Jones. That's yeah, that's got to be Do the it up. If so, if Anton right. Harrison was still here, just for the sake of the exercise, he's not. He went at twenty-five. If Anton Harrison was still here, I'd be saying Anton Harrison would be right. like in the conversation. You get the left tackle versus the right tackle, but. All right, Dewan Jones. Ready. And uh, now we wait till the third round. All right, well, what we need to do is – And I'm going to speed uh, this thing back up. So I, you need to tell me again what we traded so I can update this doc because that was quite a bit. So we traded 46 and yep. 76. Oh, we traded – Yes, 46 and 76. Yep, and we picked up. For and and the two the first and the last fourth so not the middle one so we traded the two fourths that aren't one seventeen, got it. And then uh, we got ninety four, we got thirty and ninety four. Got it. Okay. All right. So here we are at ninety four. We've taken a corner and a tackle. We've taken Joey Porter. We've taken Dewan Jones. Right. So let's reset the board at wide receiver. We've got Parker Washington. We've got Kayshawn Boutte. We've got Jalen Reed, Jalen Moreno-Cropper, Bryce Ford-Wheaton, mm-hmm. wide receiver. Uh, we can probably start looking at tight end at this point, although yeah. there's a big gap here. Still a little early for Zach Koontz. What do we look like at safety? Let's take a look at safety. Uh, safety, here we go. Christopher Smith, J.L. Skinner, Ronnie. I like Ronnie Hickman. Yeah. From Ohio State. And remember, they'll overdraft safeties. Right. I was going to say, it might be a little early for Hickman, but you're right, too, that they, they would do a. The other one, I'm just going to put all three front seven positions on because it just yeah. works easier that way. They love them an edge guy on day two. And Bowling Green would fit the mold perfectly. <laughs> you like Carl Brooks? Go to receiver again. So we got Parker Washington, who's a slot. Yeah, I slot. think I don't think Kayshawn Boutte is going to be on their board at this point. I know I was high on him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Based on the combine and the measurements and all of that, I don't think he's on the board. Uh, Jaden Reed, it's more of a boundary guy, had a very good senior bowl. Yeah, he did. Um, and I think they probably are looking for more of a boundary guy at this point. We could overdraft Bryce Ford Wheaton. I obviously am not opposed to that. That's prop. That's the guys here. It's it, it's Parker Washington, Jaden Reed, Bryce Ford Wheaton. If we want a slot, a boundary guy, or a project boundary guy, it still feels a little high for Bryce Ford Wheaton, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the edge. Okay. Well, what what are your oh, thoughts on Carl, Carl Brooks? Talk to me about Carl Brooks. Maybe more of a Jomo too. So Jomo's more of a tackle. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just thinking that that's so. Oh, Jomo's interesting here. I just. They don't invest on day two at that position as much. He's a very good player. But, I mean, I look at a guy like K.J. Henry, who's still here. Um, Yasir Abdullah. I know a lot of people like Ivan Pace. Zach Harrison's interesting. Now, Zach Harrison is a massive human. We'd be going back-to-back Ohio State. That's okay. But, so this is interesting. And everybody's going to come in the comments and say, well, you never draft Ohio State guys because you say they never draft Ohio State guys, which is true. But the new 
director of college scouting, his first year on the job, a guy named Carmen Williams, or sorry, yep. Cameron Williams. Yep. Cameron Williams actually played college football as a linebacker at Ohio State. Yeah. He helped out some Buckeyes. We're playing. We're, we're, we're Like you said, we're supposed to be the Patriots. We're not supposed to be doing what we want to do. And, I mean, it's a little bit of both, of course. That's kind of Well, so this is a tricky one because the Patriots don't draft Ohio State guys. But like but you said, they, they, there could be a there could be a, an angle there as well. There's this connection now. They sent five evaluators to the Pro Day, which is a lot. I think I like that. I think he, he has a massive wingspan. He, I'm yeah. surprised he hasn't moved up boards even more after his the way he measured uh, at the at the uh, combine. Yeah. If they're gonna go Dewan Jones, they might as well you know dip again. They they did it. Uh, didn't they do it a few years ago when they went Roddy Perkins and? Uh, well, yeah, at Oklahoma, but it's it's Ohio State. It's such a not them program, which is why yeah, it's but it's but still again, it's, it's double dipping. That Cameron That's, Williams connection, Oklahoma's you never know. Dip. All right, so Zach do Harrison. Yes, yeah, I like Zach Harrison. Okay. You want to tell the people a little bit about Zach Harrison then? Yeah, Zach Harrison, 6'6", 265. Uh, I'm reading his combat numbers too. He uh, measured in with a 36 and a quarter inch arm and 85 uh, 85 inch uh, wingspan. He's massive. Um, Just a a monster of a player that you can kind of mold into your own, I feel like. Like, again, I just think at at this point, you got to kind of take – I sometimes hate, you know, leaning into and looking into combine measurements too much, but Zach Harrison's a monster. He's just a monster of a player. It's almost like a can't miss, uh, can't miss human at, in that, at yeah. this point. So let's let's roll with it. All right, Zach Harrison, and that's right. it for day. So why don't let's reset here? Yes. After day two, you want to pull up the uh, the Google Doc? Yep. Uh, as I. Somebody asking about uh by the way, we do that uh at a Boare in the chat there uh from Northwestern. Love him as a player. He when we trade out a second round, we gave up a chance to pick him. He's gonna go in the second round. Similar player to Harrison. I do like him better, but we didn't have that second round pick because as you can see here, we took Joey Porter to start. And I figured out why these shows are slow, why these shows are quicker than they were with Evan Mike. Because after we made the pick, Evan would do a five-minute diatribe on the player. And yeah. look, we probably should give you guys background on the player. We don't need to do that long. But Joey Porter, big physical corner, long arms, highly competitive, right. high motor, great tackler at the position, which they like. Uh, Dewan Jones, 6'8", 375, great. His name's coming up on this five times now because we traded a freaking haul for him. <laughs> great. Uh Great movement for his size. Like, you, you can't run through him, but it's also very hard to run around him. I think he's probably a guy who's going to be right tackle in this league for 10 years. Reminds me of, like, early Trent Brown. Um, yeah. Maybe, like, if Trent Williams was a right tackle, and obviously there's inherently more value at left tackle. So he had to trade up to get Dewan Jones. As you can see. So then at 94, <laughs> we took Zach Harrison, strength in the edge. We've got... Um, you know, uh, Josh Uche's in a contract here. Anthony Jennings is in a contract here. Right. He's probably more early on, uh, an early down player, but he certainly is the upside to develop into a pass rusher. Like you said, Mike, the length, 36 inch arms. This is why yeah. we're so hot when we talk about the tackles at the combine. Oval's arms are 30, you know, less than 33 inches because of that defense end. 
gets inside you with 36 inch arms, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants, throw you to the side. Right. So, and by the way, I would not say we gave up the farm for Dewan Jones. We essentially lost one top 100 pick. Yeah, it just it, it looks like it when you trade four picks, but you yeah. got back two, um, and you moved up, and uh, you kind of moved up twice if you think that's about the it. cost just, to move up. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's where we are at right now. Again, you can follow along on that. You can see it on uh, my Twitter. There's the Google Doc there. You can take a look at this uh, as this doc as we go. Um, so that's where we are at, Mike. Alex. You're never going to um, guess what happened. I didn't even notice this. We stopped the sim. Why don't you pull the draft oh back up for the people? Yeah, pull it up. So I see a lot of people in the chat. It's time for Zach Koontz. Well, oh man, oh, Packers thought otherwise. That's early. That's what happened. That's that's the NFL draft, folks. That's how yep. it goes. I'll say this though, with Gesicki and Henry. I don't think they're taking Koontz that high. I think they're going to want a guy that, that's a little bit more of a blocker. I do. Right. And Koontz is definitely not a blocker. So it's no, the big not. knock on him. It's why he's not a top yeah. 100 pick. But right. that's why that's why a guy like Darnell Washington, who I constantly talk about on this show, yeah. seems like a fit at 46. So. Where was he taken here uh, in this draft? Where where did he go? Where did Washington, Washington go? Let's see here. Um, PFF has him low. They don't like him, but he went 41. 41 is probably yeah. about so he didn't even get to, yeah yeah like he's going to, they have musgrave going 39 he's going ahead of musgrave he's a better player yeah than musgrave is yeah, yeah say dalton kincaid 28 michael mayer 27 so we kind of traded into the middle of a little tight end run there anyway uh that's that let's get back to our mock alex because we're now yeah. at pick 117 and the packers have jumped us for zach coons so tragic. tight end absolutely tragic you got davis allen got cameron lot too nice. i think at this point we're waiting on tight end a little bit me too. So there's that. Um, I mean, we could add an interior offensive lineman. Chandler Zavala, I know, is a guy people are high on. Jackson Kirkland. Mm-hmm. You had us looking at safeties earlier, though. I think that's not a bad yes. idea. We got Ronnie Hickman. Ooh, there. Okay. Jair Brown's a good player. Trey Dean's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should probably look at everything, right? Now, we... We talked about taking a defensive tackle with that last pick. We said it might be a little early. I know a lot of people like mm-hmm. Moro Jomo from Texas. Keandre Coburn can play too. He was at the Shrine yeah. Bowl. He's on the board. Jelani Tavai's brother is there still. Yeah, Jonah's still here. That's probably a little early for him. Um, yeah. We could double up at corner. So, oh, so this is it. Jartavius Martin's a safety. Yes. So he's. And he's still. Available. Yeah. I, I like him. That's one of those Illinois, him and uh him and Sidney Brown are the two the two guys that yeah. played back there for Illinois. Both of those guys are really solid players. And we've got if they want to double up a corner too, I do like Keytro Clark. I think we've checked everything. Yeah. Did we check linebackers? You might as well complete this. Yeah. Oh, and Papo, Henry Toto. Papo's fast. We've been I see like part of me says, yeah, they need that fast linebacker, but part of me says we've been waiting for them to draft that guy high for years and they haven't. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, we, we should look at wide receiver. All right. So Parker Washington's still here. So is Bryce. Ford so Wheaton. is Bryce Ford Wheaton. Now you're either way you're adding speed. I actually don't hate. So we're operating in the universe that they don't trade for Jerry Judy. Right. Right. I don't hate going right. receiver here. But I still think I still like Martin with, I, I think I like Jartavius Martin with Devin retiring I guess they just brought Mills back, so maybe at this point receiver is a bigger hole than safety. 
I don't know. What's a bigger hole right now? Wide uh, that take really only applies to the first round. Why, though? Because they've gone away you from still it in the second round. Yeah, but you still got to draft for need at the end of the day. Yeah, but wide receivers in need. at this point, wide receivers in need, too. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. What's the what's the bigger need? Is it wide receiver? I think they're safety? similar. Just just ask honestly, okay. I think they're similar because you have guys that can fill the spots. You're kind of looking for a guy with upside who, you know, maybe isn't going to play a ton in 2023, but you're looking more long term and we're outside of the top 100 now, so you can kind of do that. Yeah, you tell me, Martin or well, Ford uh, Wheaton you know or. What? Uh, I want to leave this one up to you because I I, I went with uh, I true. went with Harris. Let's do the and chat, Joey Porter. So, all right, well, well we all can right. figure this out. Do we want a slot receiver in Parker Washington or boundary receiver in Bryce Ford Wheaton? I still say boundary. Receiver. I say so as well. All right, so yeah, in the chat, Jertavius Martin, Bryce Ford Wheaton. First one I see five of three, two, one, <laughs> go. Not Charlie Jones. Early for Charlie Jones. All right, one for Jartavius Martin, one for defensive tackle, one for Washington, not <laughs> helping. Washington. One against Come Bryce on. Ford Wheaton. Yep. I think boundary. So those cancel out. All right, so it's still one to one. Yep. Who do you guys want? Jartavius Martin, Bryce Ford Wheaton. All right, it's two to one Wheaton, <laughs> three to one Wheaton, three wow. to two Wheaton. Stop saying the the uh, four to one Wheaton. Can he get one more? Wheaton, Wheaton or Harrison? That doesn't help. He gave us both Wheaton. All right, Wheaton. Bryce All right, Ford Wheaton is the pick. BF Dub, that's your guy. Tell us about him. Yeah. So Bryce Ford Wheaton is a uh, very athletic. Crushed the combine. Ran a four. Ran in the four threes. Forty inch vertical. Sub six three. A uh, sub seven three cone at six four two twenty one. Uh, the physical comparisons are to guys like Calvin Johnson Jr. and DK Metcalf. Now, technically, like like the his like technical skills, he's not quite on that level. He's still very raw. Really, only has one year of like regular starting experience. This is a pure upside pick. You're drafting him and hoping he becomes something. You're drafting him. You're coaching him up. You're hoping you can maximize on his physical traits. He's a guy yeah. you're going to take advantage of. He's not a pure deep threat receiver. I think on the boundary. Probably, you know, even short stuff on the boundary, he's going to be like a jump ball guy, red zone threat. Um, and he plays a ton of special teams. So the special teams aspect is massive, I think. So the other thing um, we could do, take Ford. We I'm going to slow this down a little bit. Oh, we haven't taken we haven't turned the card in yet. No, no, no. I am going to take Ford Wheaton. The the chat spoke. Okay, but I want to see if something happens here. All right. So we got a guard. We got a linebacker. Okay. Jartavis. I was going to say we trade back up for Jartavius Martin, but that was too quick. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Now we're going. Oh, did we want to trade into the fifth round or are we just going to let it ride? Uh, we have these we three have picks up. all right next to each other 184, yeah. 187, 192. We could use them to move up. It is also funny. I've stopped on the Texans, who are a logical trade partner with the Patriots. We can see what they. What is it? What what pick are they? 161? Yeah. So we've missed on. I'm just looking at. Yeah, try board. it. All right. 161. So I'm trying to do the math in my head here. I think this 210 is sixth or seventh. 210 is a sixth. sixth. So something like this would be about right. So 
You're gonna move up 20 spots, move back 20 spots, basically. Yeah. What's the board look like? That's the thing about the PFF. You can't see, so we can scroll back. Ayasovas yeah, went. You know what? Coburn went. Yeah. Uh, Hickman went. Keytro Clark went. Still need a kicker. Do still need a kicker and a punter, but I think punter's like a weight thing now. Charlie Jones yeah, went. Rakim Jarrett. I mean, we can see who's in here at safety, though. We can, there's positions we can take. Yeah. Should we do it? Or should yeah, we we'll trade up go? and we'll look for safety. Okay. We'll trade up and look for a safety. So, sir, but this isn't how it works in real life. You know you're trading up for, but we have to deal with PFF. You don't see the board. So, right. um, I like Traverius Owens here at safety. There's a couple other positions I want to see here, though. Yeah. They could double up. It's not a great spot to double up at corner. No, it's not. Um, Tackle. Any linebackers here? It's early for those guys. Offensive or defensive? Uh, offensive. Well, so I pulled up defensive. Jonah Tavai is still here. Yeah. I'm going to pull up both uh, offensive line spots because they, they could use a guard, too. So Jackson yeah. Kirkland here, actually. Jackson Kirkland's. One of us says tackle, one guy. of us says guard. He's a shrine bowl guy. He'll give you immediate snaps at guard. Could maybe play tackle. Yeah. I don't hate that pick. I don't We either. do still need Is a safety, early? but um a, not unrealistically. Not like uh, it would be called a reach, but it's a spot where the Patriots or honestly other teams would reach for a guy like this. Yeah. Right. I love the positional versatility. and they So like that's that the thing. If you're evaluating him as just a guard, it's a reach. But if you're picking him with the thought that, oh, he can give us some snaps at tackle in an emergency if we need him to, like in that case, yeah, if you're going to pick him a little early, you're going to pick him a little early. I, I think that that's totally fair. So Right. And that's kind of how these things go. So like, and this is a good way to learn about the draft, right? So, some teams may think a guy, this is what happened. That's not a perfect example, but so some teams may look at this and say, Jackson Kirkland at 160. No, we had him at like 190 on our board. But those teams may right. see him and say, he's a left guard, period. That's it. And there are some teams that are going to view him like that. There may be a team that says, well, he can play both guard spots and left tackle. So with the depth he gives, like they might value right. him higher, right? So this is a spot where I think Kirkland makes a lot of sense. Like he adds, he adds depth that, you know, you're trying to fill out that depth. The Patriots right. are from last year, because it was such a problem when you had to bring in Marcus Cannon. And, you know, we've talked about it here before, but when we were up in the booth that day and uh, James Ferentz was taking reps at left tackle, right. it's like, okay, they have nothing here. This gives you depth at two positions. So right. that's massive. That's a good I, pick. Yeah, I like it. All right, uh, so I'm going to make that pick, and then why don't you pull up? Let's let's reset on the Google Doc again, real quick. All right, and we can kind of figure out how we want to round this thing out here. So we've gone, we got a corner in Joey Porter Jr. traded back into the first round for gave up one top 100 pick to trade back into the first round. We got Dewan Jones. Uh, with yep. that last top 100 pick we have. And by the way, actually, we didn't give up a top 100 pick. We came into the draft with three top 100 picks. We made three top 100 picks. Uh, we got Zach Harrison. So we went back-to-back Ohio State, three in a row out of the uh, out of the Big Ten. We then took Bryce Ford Wheaton. We got a guy that maybe can be the X here long-term, the fourth round. Traded up in the – And add special teams. And add special teams, yeah. I love that. Like, because that's – you know, they're – after last year's disaster on that unit, you now bring Joe Judge back into the fold, and 
you add guys like uh, who's the linebacker? They just Chris Board. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I think that's I think that's a good pick because he can double up there too. But continue. And on. then we took Jackson Kirkland. Although I will bring up somebody brought it up in the chat. John Gaines from UCLA is another name I yeah. I would have brought up there too. Another guy. Yeah, that I, think I would, would be a uh, kind of same thing we talked about: multi-positional, uh, good athlete, right. high motor. All right, back into it. So one thing I am noticing: we have not taken any players from the SEC. Now that could happen. Okay. That could very yeah, well could, happen. But, but we've not taken any play. Uh, who did Patriots take last year from the SEC? Because they went. I know they took one. Oh God. Was it late? Well, because I was about to say this is unrealistic, but I think we've gone as far as they did last year because they took. Yeah, because they went Chattanooga, Baylor, Houston, Arizona State, South Dakota State, Western Kentucky. It was in the sixth round, 183, where they took Kevin Harris out of South Carolina. Oh, yeah, that's as right. Their... No, and then they took Chase and Hines was their other one. They took two SEC guys. Yeah, right, LSU. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, well, we're in that range, so let's take a look we at We are it. in that range. It's still, like, the safety class really drops off here. Yeah. It really does. Like, I like A.J. Finley, but it's way too early. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that before. Like, yeah. the safeties just go, they fall right off. We are getting in tight into end. the range for some tight ends. I like Blake Whitehart, Daniel Barker, Payne Durham here. Good blocker. Another Big Ten. <laughs> that could be another Big Ten. Yeah, that could be a pick. Yeah. Um, do we want to double up at corner? Eh, it's not really a good spot to do that. Um, about linebacker. We still do need defensive tackle too. And Jonah's still there. Jonah's still there. Oh, you know who I think is – did he go? It's right around his range. They have him underrated. No, he went. Uh, Brent Cox. Oh, yeah. Did he go, actually? You can search by name, can't yeah. you? Yeah. No, okay, he went. Yeah. Um, how about running back? Take a look. Okay. Eric Gray. Eric Gray is interesting. Chris Rodriguez is interesting if they want a downhill kind of guy. Same with Tavion Thomas. That's too early for Thomas. Too early but... for Thomas. Go with another wide receiver. No. Um... Quarterback? By the way, people talking about Fajoko, we're respecting the board at this point. He he would have gone. Yeah. So Who's there a quarterback? They could. Stetson no, not Stetson Bennett. SEC, Stetson Bennett. It's right there. They if need they draft it. They a quarterback, the I really think it's going to be Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and that's it. Yeah, so do I. And it's it's early for him. What is chat? I see think? Evan Hall in the chat, Northwestern. Uh, it's, actually, it's Probably not too that. Early. No, it's not that early for Evan Hall. I think he, you know, he's still here. At that point, though, here, they're going to take um, Eric Gray. He's still yeah, on the board. Um, I They'll reach for safeties. Who's here for safety? So DeMarco Hellams actually is interesting. Alabama guy. Alabama. He plays that free safety role. He can play deep safety. I actually missed him before. I, I think DeMarco Hellams makes a ton of sense here. Yeah, now that now that we see him. Again, I, it's the SEC. They were just down at his pro day today. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. All right, DeMarco Hellams? Yeah, I think I missed him in my Alabama draft today on, on Twitter. Yeah, because you <laughs> took an Auburn player instead. It's called a rivalry, Mike. Okay. So, <laughs> those of you who saw it, I had to. There was nobody else. There was I, nobody from I Troy. There was nobody from <laughs> UAB. You couldn't have taken – actually, is he still here? I doubt he's still here. 
No, he's oh. not. Dwayne, um, Dwayne McBride. He's oh, the running yeah, back no. version of Bailey Zappi. He's that was probably it. long gone. I had to go over. All right. Excuses, excuses. We're back on the board. At one. <laughs> so anyway, DeMarco Hellams, yeah, free safety, um, big-time communicator for the um, – Which they need. Yeah, for, but he was a big-time communicator for Alabama secondary. I see some people talking about his coverage. Yeah, he, he, he played corner a little bit. He's not a corner, but he's a safety. Right. So I did just see an interesting name in the chat, and we got ourselves – I don't know if he's still here. He is. Ooh. Oh, no, he's not. This is his teammate. Oh, he is still here. We got ourselves a strong side. Yeah, we got ourselves a strong side edge guy. Yeah. Do we go get D Winters? You can kind of go all over the place. Are we expecting a Josh Uche contract extension or a Josh Uche walk? I I think Uche is going to go get paid. I do and also D like Servassier Dennis here, by the way, but D Winters probably makes more sense. I like this. I like this in the chat. Keep it, keep it sweet, short and simple. Winters is good at football. That he is. He's just a good football player. And that's what you need for your off or your defense, rather. Is good football. Um yeah, Fahoko's gonna be gone. I, I it's weird how it's so Fahoko, yeah. There's always one or two of those. Yeah. Um Chris Rodriguez is still here. That's yeah, but they can sign Tavion Thomas as a UDFA. Get the same. They can sign that. Tavion Thomas. They just made the um, the James Robinson move. I know that yeah. you know you're not as high on that as I I am, but again, with at the at that point they have Robinson. They're gonna see what they have in Montgomery. They still have Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. I don't think running backs as much of a need as yeah as you'd think. Um, all the all the kickers and punters still here, but we're respecting the board. Yeah, but we haven't taken a tight end yet, have we? No. Okay. Um, so let, let's go to that then. I think, so again, I think it's blocking tight ends right. and I, the order of their board is weird. I know people see me scrolling down, but like, I look at Payne Durham, like these three guys right here, Payne, Payne Durham, Blake Whitehart, Daniel Barker, Braden Willis would be the other guy. He's kind of a hybrid fullback, but Payne Durham had a, so Barker and Whitehart are both shrine bowl guys. Uh-huh. Payne Durham is a senior bowl guy, had a really good combine. He's Which one did you say is the hybrid? Braden Willis. It's it's a oh, okay. for him. Yeah. I also don't think Bill O'Brien doesn't use a fullback. So yeah, but they could it could you know that turns into that move guy that we that we wanted Jono to be. It had and it didn't work here. Didn't work in their yeah, office. Yeah, that's fair. So uh, let's let's pull up some info here. So Payne Durham. Uh, just, geez, I just want stats, guys. I just want regular stats. Here we go. Okay, so 6'6", 253. Okay, that's a big boy. Blake Whitehart is 6'4", 247. Daniel Barker is 6'4", 250. Narrow it down for you yet? I, I like Durham. I, I, I wonder... I Durham's wonder also about... a high school lacrosse player, for what it's worth. Okay, now that tells me that he is already high and marked on Belichick's board. Um, I'm looking at his, you know, stats as a player in general. I mean, he can catch the ball. He's he's not like you said. He's a, he's more of a blocker. He's huge too, like you said. Yeah. Six, six, two. I think I like the Payne Durham pick. I think I like Payne Durham. 
So yeah, so Painter, and I'll pull it up again. The stats from, uh, uh, excuse me, from last year: thirteen yeah. games played, five hundred snaps, caught fifty-six passes, um, for five hundred sixty yards. And so the thing I like about Payne Durham, mm-hmm. before we before we turn the card in here, yeah, the the thing I like about Payne Durham, he didn't really play, so he played Pop Warner football. He only played lacrosse in high school until his senior year. And he started playing football and he got a scholarship to Purdue. It's it's not that he played lacrosse, but this is a guy that's really just been working on this for three years. Yeah. And in three years time, he's gotten himself into a position where he could be an NFL draft pick. Right. So that means you can learn. He can learn. He's he's clearly still building like what's going to happen when he gets into an NFL locker room, an NFL weight room with an NFL coaching staff. Right. Uh, that's why I like Durham personally. Yeah. I mean, they're huge on coaching, right? I mean, yeah. you want a guy who can come in and be smart. They're smart football players. I know everyone wants smart football players, but it's especially true with the Patriots. You talk about a guy who just retired and Devin McCourty comes in because of his smarts, right? You turn him into a football player after you know he can play the game. So a guy who in Durham who maybe didn't know the game but has learned very quickly and, you know, turned himself into that top 200 pick. Yeah, I like it. He's massive too. They can use him as a blocker right away because they don't right. have that at all in Henry and uh, Gesicki. So, yeah. all right. So paint, let's go paint Durham. And now we're on. We got two seventh round picks, and uh, people are going to riot, Mike, if we don't take a punter. But I know. But, but we are going to respect yes. the board. You really think that Turk's going to be gone? I think. Let me check my second board. One of them will be gone. Some of them will still be here. Let me see what my uh, my how my secondary board has it. Okay. I think so. Corsic, they have Corsic as the top guy off the board. Um. So I I it, yeah I there's a chance all so there's a chance all three of them were here. It's just a question of who goes first. I think the the combination of who's most likely on the board and who do they like. I think it's Behringer. Okay. Was the better of the two guys at the the Shrine Bowl? He outkicked Corsic or at the Senior Bowl. Outkicked Corsic of the Senior Bowl has experience kicking in inclement weather. I think he's the guy. The inclement weather's massive. Now is he a lefty or a righty? I think he's a righty. Hmm. But okay. if you can put spin on the ball, which they all can now, so the right. reason part of the reason Bill Belichick liked lefty punters is. The the ball like it's it's like a lefty pitcher. The ball rotates differently coming off your foot. If you're a returner and you're not used to it, right, uh, it can be hard to field. Now, part of the reason they took Jake Bailey so high at the time was Jake Bailey as a righty could manipulate the ball like a lefty. Yep, that has since become much more common, and that is why I think they start looking at more guys who aren't lefties because if you get a guy who's good enough as a righty. Right. And I, you really have to see it in person. And I've never seen Behringer in person, so I don't know. But I would assume if he's a senior bowl guy and he has the pedigree he does, uh, he's doing that. Right. So, yeah. um, and I know, I know Turk can do it. I saw him in person. But yeah. So Bryce Behringer is the pick. Yep. Yeah. It's got to be. All right. And then how do we want to round this out here? We could go. Is DTR still here? DTR still here. We haven't taken a defensive tackle yet. Oh, we haven't? Uh, we did not double up at corner either. We didn't double up at corner. Could take a running back. Who's still here for corner? I do like Nick, Nick Jones. Jones. I like Jay Ward, too, and they met with him. 
And he's like a hybrid. He plays safety too. How tall is he? He is, I think he's like six foot, six one, six one, one eighty eight. Hybrid, SEC. Uh, visit already on the docket. So, would you rather go with him, or do you want to go with uh, with um, DTR? So the thing with quarterback is right. It's yeah. like. At the end of the day, you're going to end up probably only rostering Mac and Zappy because right. the reason they had Hoyer and Zappy here before was, you know, the the knowledge of the offense. Clearly, they feel that they don't need that Hoyer anymore around because they trust Zappy as an on-field backup and they trust Mac to, you know, have a knowledge of what they want to do offensively. Plus, Bill O'Brien's back here, so they're kind of changing it up anyway. So it's going to be sort of fresh for anyone. So that's a part of the reason Hoyer's gone. He also might just be done because he had the concussion, whatever. You bring in DTR with a draft pick, there's yeah. a chance you not waste draft capital, but you spend draft capital on him, and then you end up just cutting our practice squad, and it well, might not be I, worth it, right? No, there's there's value. You, you honestly kind of just made the case for quarterback because there's value in having a guy like DTR on a practice squad. He, he's very smart guy. He's going to give you good scout team reps. He gives you something on the scout team that you're not getting from Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. The, the reason I was going that route was because I feel like Jay Ward has more value in the pick. And then you wait on someone or you bring Gilbert back to be your practice squad guy. Okay. Uh, and then go from there. But if I convince you otherwise, then I guess we could go DTR as well. What What's your take on it? Because I mean, the, ch- the, the chat seems to really want DTR and we know they're going to add another quarterback. Like, right. It's going to happen. So Carlos says DTR. Yeah. Be gone I, by then. Yeah, you know what? There's a chance Ward is too. Honestly, yeah, I guess it's a little high for it's a little, a little late for Ward. Um, Corey Trice, player I like. Who we got? I mean, they could go running back. They could double up a tight end. We could now go get a receiving tight end, although they're all gone. Yeah, they are. Um, we got a linebacker. Who's there at receiver? Who is there at receiver? Uh, I mean, we already drafted an X, so yeah. a guy like Michael Jefferson's out. It's, yeah, Demario Douglas isn't here. That's who I was looking for. Is um, uh, Shedrick uh, Jackson isn't here? That would have been an interesting one. Uh, Bo Jackson's nephew yeah. ran a four three five at his pro day. Covers kicks. Stetson uh, Bennett. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna mention it every time. I feel like we did this last time. Yeah. We just took Dalton Wagner with the yeah. last pick because it was easy. Right. Um, so, actually, Devonta, you like him, right? Yeah. yeah. Tell us about him. You go back to Chattanooga again. He worked with them. Uh, he didn't end up practicing, but he worked with them at the Shrine Bowl. Uh, he was out there. He didn't play in the game either. But a guy who he, he's fast and has like this – quick twitch ability with, you know, with his hands to get off block and shed blocks really fast, which I like. Um, I mean, obviously anybody likes that. Right. But that's yeah. what, that's what popped up to me on tape. Um, and I honestly, I, I think about, you know, doing this on on one side, I look at, you know, the scouting and what these guys bring to the table. But then the other side yeah. is what are the Patriots going to do? Right. And you think about UT Chattanooga and they went with Cole Strange last year and, 
Sometimes they go big SEC school, but sometimes they fool you and go with Lenore Ryan or Chattanooga like last year. So I don't hate – I like Maxwell here too. Let's do Maxwell then. Let's go with it. All right. All right. Add to that interior. Now you have a guy who can potentially rotate in with um, who Christian Barmore and uh, Lawrence Guy. And uh, there we go. That wraps All it right. up. So let's pull it up. We'll talk about it. Um, you got it. All right, folks. So, uh, first and foremost, we went with Joey Porter Jr. Adds length to that corner, which they so desperately need that now. Uh, again, we, we talked about it, how they brought in Jalen Mills, right? But he's probably going to play safety. He's also only six foot. So Porter becomes the guy there. Then we traded what looked like a haul at the time for Dewan Jones. Massive right tackle, massive wingspan. So, I still don't get how that's a haul. We netted like we we end up with the same number of top one hundred picks. You traded four picks and you got two back, basically. Yeah, so, I just those three picks bunched up in the fourth. Yeah, I'm not gonna lose sleep. Over. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so yeah, Dewan Jones becomes your franchise right tackle. Uh, then you have Trent Brown on the other side. So then we went Zach Harrison, another massive wingspan guy from Ohio State. We went a lot of Big Ten here, Alex. We did. Um, these were traded, but like ten was good this yeah, year. Yeah, it was. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton in the fourth round, pick one seventeen, a long boundary receiver, uh, go up and get it kind of guy. He's also super fast. What did he run a four four three? Was that right? Was uh, it fast? Four three six. Four, I think. Oh, it was, okay, it was faster than that. So fast guy, long uh, goes up and get it. No wait, four three four three three is faster than four three six. Yeah. Wait, I said four four three. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It was like 4-3 something. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, Um, So we go with Ford Wheaton there, special teamer as well. They're trying to improve those special teams. Round five, Jackson Kirkland, offensive line lineman from Washington, a guy who would have been probably a top 100 guy last year. We've talked about him on the show before. Decided yeah. to go back to school. Uh, plays both tackle and guard, so the positional versatility becomes massive. DeMarco Hellams in the sixth round to start it off. Safety. Pure free safety, um, guy who's played some corner as well. Payne Durham becomes your blocking tight end behind Gesicki and Hunter Henry. Bryce Barringer, punter. And then we rounded out with Devontra Maxwell, the defensive tackle from Chattanooga. So overall, Alex, I like it. I think we filled holes, and that's the uh obviously the name of the game is uh in this draft is you know making up those those spots across the board that you think you need to fill in the roster. Um what would you have done differently, I guess? And what are your thoughts overall? So, I don't know, we maybe could have been more aggressive to get a safety. But again, I That's think what they I like thinking, what's yeah. in-house, right? Um, and again, we're trying to do what they would do. People are going to think this is crazy. I think Ford Wheat at 117 might be a bit much. I think we just really wanted a receiver. And he probably was the best receiver on the board there. The board really didn't fall our way at 117. No. It didn't. Uh, there were a bunch of guys who went right before. It wasn't just Zach Koontz who would have made a lot of sense. We, It probably would have made more sense to trade out of that. Pick. We were between him and then a safety at that point, weren't we? Who? Oh, it yeah, was Tavius uh, uh, Martin. Martin from Illinois. Right. Yeah. So who would not have been a bad pick? And then maybe we – where do we take Helms there in the sixth round? Yeah. Maybe we take a guy like Justin Shorter from Florida right. – or Michael Jefferson from Louisiana or somebody like that. But um, somebody mentions not getting a running back. I, I think that's a spot they probably address as a UDFA 
Yeah. But yeah, besides that, the big thing, it's, it's tough to judge how they're going to attack the safety position because they have so much versatility in the secondary. Like, it's just as likely that they're sitting there and saying, we have Jalen Mills and John Jones. who are both going to play deep and we're good versus saying, all right, safety's our biggest need. We don't have a free safety. Like it really could go either way. Right. The fact they brought Mills back and it, it was mentioned in that report that he's going to play safety leads me to believe that they have a plan there. Right. Like they like the guys in house. Yeah. But um, it tells me they're they're working towards that amoeba secondary, like they used to have yeah. the amoeba front seven, where guys can just and play I'll all add over this. The Somebody and in, in, uh, I don't know what I just pulled up. No, it's this one. This one. Um, they have all box safeties. It's true, but I think that and Devin sort of said this right. Mm-hmm. Somebody tweeted him. Oh well, everybody's been playing. Uh, in, these are all box. I said, well, because I've been back there. Right. No room to play deep safety on the team, which he's right. I think I mean, Mills has been a deep safety. He was a deep safety in Philly. I think Duggar can play be- deep safety. I think Jonathan Jones can play deep safety. And I know people don't want to hear it. He probably won't do it a ton, but I think Miles Bryant can play some deep safety. Yep. They just haven't. So I don't, the other thing is there's a difference between playing deep safety and playing single high. Right. If you go too high, it's, you have a lot more flexibility with who you can put back there. Most teams don't play single high anymore. It's kind of a dying thing in this league just because how much teams are passing. It's so hard. Right. And it's so hard to find guys that can do yeah. it. Yeah. Think the Patriots drafted Dem McCourty 10 years ago. Right. And I people I say this all the time, there's not a lot of true deep safeties in this draft. I think you're going to see the Patriots go to more. They'll still be some single high. I mean, they're still going to be who they are at their core. But I think you're going to see them go more to too high safety. And if they do that, yeah, it makes a lot more sense for guys like Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones to play free safety in that system. Right. Well, there you have it. Um, Yeah. A lot of big 10. I can't get over that. It's good. Don't get me wrong. Like you said, it's a good, good. uh, How much big 10? Oh yeah. That's a lot of big 10. Joey Porter, DeJuan Jones, Zach Harrison, uh, Payne Durham and Bryce Berenger, all from the big 10. Yeah. And then we went, we have one SEC pick. One Pac-12, one Big 12, and one Missouri Valley. Yes. Love the Missouri Valley. Um, all right. Well, there you have it. Um, I'll, I'll throw this one more out there, too. I see people saying, well, Jalen Mills can't cover. Yeah. This is why they're moving him to safety. Covering at corner and covering at safety are two very different skill sets. Right. Right? This is this is honestly kind of why Devin got moved back to safety, right? Jalen be out here covering – four, four wide, like four, four time wide receivers. He's going to be covering tight ends, which is completely different thing. Right. And I think he's better built for that kind of responsibility. You look at who he covered in new England, he's better against the slower, bigger wide receivers, which is tight ends. Right. So I don't think you can look at the way mills played at corner and project that towards me. He's not good enough to cover as a safety right. because oh. My bad. that's, Basically, that that's kind of against the logic of why Devin McCourty worked at safety. So he was right. struggling to cover at corner. He was. And then they moved him back to safety and he figured it out because it, it's a completely, it's a completely different, different game. Position. Yeah. So, uh, look, am I saying that Jalen Mills is going to be an all-pro back there? No, absolutely not. Uh, I certainly have my questions about what that's going to look like. And, you know, for me, I kind of hope people are talking about you didn't draft the safety. What are you doing at the position? 
I'd like to see them figure out a deal with Taylor Rapp. We should be done with it there. Right. Right. But um, I, I don't think like Mills coverage ability as a corner disqualifies him from having a shot at safety. Right. Uh, I wanted to bring up this question as well. Will yep. Porter play for Bill Belichick since his dad hates him? <laughs> uh, he gave a really good answer about that. I was just online. looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'll paraphrase it. It was something along the lines of, you know, my dad would be happy. I'm in a place that, that I can succeed and it's a scheme fit for me. And they have a great history of coaching up corners and Bill Belichick's a great coach. And like, he gave a great answer about that. And I don't know how Joey senior will feel. Right. I think ultimately he'd be happy for his son at the end of the day. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't worry about this too much. I, I know I like joked about it when we were first starting off, but Joey Porter jr. Is just it, carried himself tremendously through this whole thing, both on the field and off. So that's something they look for. That's a guy they like. So Joey, Joey Porter Jr. did say when asked about playing here, he said, asked about Belichick says, seems yeah. like a cool guy, kind of a cold shoulder, but that's awesome. I love that. So, so yeah, it's, I'm not too worried about that. It's, it's water under the bridge. So it's a shame because Devin Witherspoon went before we made our pick, right? Yeah. That would have been a fun conversation to have. Maybe we'll do I that agree. next time, but yeah. uh, Porter and Witherspoon would have been a fun conversation. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, there you have it, folks. Mock Draft 3.0 is now in the books. Um, we will have that posted on Twitter for you to talk about there. Uh, you can check it out there in a little while. I'll write it up for clnsmedia.com as well, so you can look at some more um, analysis of our picks there. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, we'll do some new stuff. We'll do Q&A, and then we'll be back again next Thursday for another mock draft. We're doing them every Thursday moving forward here on Patriots Beat. So uh, make sure to tune in. Make sure to subscribe to the channel at Patriots Press Pass on YouTube. Uh, you check us out on Twitter at Patriots CLNS, and that's where the, the show is as well. Follow us on Twitter at Real Alex Barth, at Mike Cadlick. Read our stuff at 985 The Sports Hub and CLNSmedia.com. I do want to shout out our new sponsors at FanDuel as well. FanDuel.com slash Boston is where you can get $200 in bonus bets. Uh, you just got to place a $5, uh, $5 bet after a $10 wager. So uh, it's that simple. Get in on the action now that it is legal in Massachusetts to sports bet. So, again, thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back early next week. And until then, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.